Hi, everyone, and welcome to the PMI Metrolina Soundbites podcast. You'll find a healthy dose of interviews and tips that span across our chapter in all in easily digestible episodes, ranging from five to 30 minutes, giving you information you can use on the go. Thanks, Rhonda. And welcome, everyone, to our second podcast episode, Blockchain for Project Managers. In this episode, and our VP of Programs host Nikki Weiss, and they discuss how blockchain affects the project management profession. Let's dive in. Everybody, welcome. This is Anna Maddox, the VP of Programs at PMI Metrolina, and we're here with Nikki Weiss today. Nikki, can you tell us a little bit about what you do and why you're here? So I am a PMP myself. So I passed my project management certification back in 2015. And then I just recently, I guess I enjoy the torture, went back into the test center and got my risk management certification, the the uh, RMP with project management. I am also, besides working full-time, currently at Cigna uh, Healthcare on their global team. And I am also, because I don't like the grass to grow under my feet, um, at Drexel University in their master's in legal studies and concentration in data privacy and uh, cybersecurity. That is the place. So I'm a total newbie as of today, which is where are we, February, the end of February, 2022. I've only been in blockchain for about six plus months. And it was in my graduate program. Um, Drexel has a new center called Law and Technology. And um, I would say I'm starting to see more and more universities, higher ed, that are starting to create that intersection between law and technology. Um, It's super important. Uh, Cybersecurity, cyber hacks, how that impacts um, businesses. More importantly, our personal identity. And that is so that's where I stepped into I call, I'm not the only one, the the blockchain rabbit hole. And it is a rabbit hole. So I have to say that um, if you feel super excited about um, everything around blockchain, um, you're not alone. Um, And if you feel like it's just noise, then, you know, honor yourself and walk away. (laughs) because It's certainly okay. Um, But it is at, uh, during my graduate school that I uh, stepped into it. And Please understand, I am not your. I'm not an IT person. Like I'm a business project manager. I help with like business deliveries, um, and um, so I'm not an IT person. I'm not a finance person. So the crypto environment was not interesting to me, and I'm not a gamer. So now I would say that those three, right, gamers, IT, and and um, finance are the kind the people currently that are like super deep into it. Right. That's not me. I, for me, it was my entryway was that privacy, like, okay, I'm going to go on the metaverse and I, how am I going to be protected? And what does this all mean? And this is emerging technology. Um, The example I give is, you know, where was the internet 30 years ago? I mean, Anna, I mean, 30 years ago, could you describe what the internet was? <laughs> Besides that annoying ding, ding, ding to get into it and the the like fax machine noise. Um, yeah, I was I was going into college about the same time that the internet was coming out. So it was a big deal. And it was, and like no one, whoever knew that, you know, it would impact us. Who knew that you would have anxiety if you lost your phone, <laughs> right? It's right. like, you know, you'd rather lose your wallet 
with a hundred dollars in it than lose your phone. <laughs> There's more stuff in your phone. There's more passwords. There's more th- like if you can hack into a phone, you can absolutely get to way more than you can than I carry around in a wallet. It's and that phone technology. I mean, the iPhone came out in 2007. That's not that long ago. And in 2007, there were only four apps. And now there's like over 3 million apps. So when we look at blockchain, it's kind of that experience, meaning like it's new. Bitcoin was the first application on the blockchain. It was like the first. And for those that don't know, Bitcoin was developed out of it was an outcome of the 2008 meltdown, financial meltdown. Right. Um, people just if you didn't know that. Right. So I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 Um, so I need to add it to the presentation. So, yeah, <laughs> Bitcoin was developed because of the 2008 meltdown and people, the people wanted their they wanted they lost faith in the government, that the government will support them through a downturn. Now, the U.S. dollar is not gold-based anymore, right? So President Nixon took that away. So it's called fiat. It's just like we're printing it. So just a sign of the times, the reason this cryptocurrency piece has kind of like just exploded during the pandemic is A, the pandemic locked us down. So more people were on their devices. People went digital work-wise, right? We were spending more time TikToking, right? And on Instagram and Facebook because we needed that communication. Companies have, you know, they've pivoted. They've, you know, they're now, it's about the digital transformation. But now that people are more online, it is about that, how are we going to keep that data supported, um, um, stored? And now that they have, but but how much more power do I want to give a Google? or give Facebook, right? Facebook's had their problems. So the idea is that with the blockchain, it is now decentralizing, nobody owns it. And the idea is that our information, we have an ability potentially to gain back what we call our digital sovereignty. And with the development of the metaverse, which is a whole nother conversation, just look, I look at the metaverse today as like, Vegas, like the matter, it's just like it's a free for all, and I'm like, there's no guardrails up. You're letting your eight year old. There's educational opportunity. They're trying to build a lot of things. They're trying to create governance and reduce risk. But right now, (laughs) free for all. It is a free for all. I mean, we can people can complain about you know about the noise that's happening or the volatility within the crypto market. Agreed, there's volatility, but there's also opportunity with with you know with risk, high risk, high return, right? And they also governments are trying to figure it out, like what does this all mean? But there's traction. The fact that a NFT, a non fungible token, are selling for thousands, if not millions, of dollars that it is allowing, this technology is allowing people who never had a chance in third world, um, in developing countries, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to get on their computers in a developing country and be able to make a living for their families in the in the privacy of their own homes. That's what this technology is allowing people to do. The infrastructure is just starting. The opportunities are huge. The risk is high, but just where just think about where we were back in you know the early 90s so what kinds of industries where are we seeing this technology because they were talking about you know doing something at home but where are we seeing the transition that that digital transformation 
that from paper to, you know, digital storage to now blockchain, which is a whole nother level. How are we seeing that like in the market? Right. So, I mean, we, we've gone to cloud, right? So back in 2012, I remember, you know, SaaS, right? Software right. as a service is stored in the cloud. And then people would look up, you know, and like, what do you mean the cloud, right? So it's <laughs> to say like, really, the cloud is a data center, right? So now, instead of having those physical brick and mortar data centers, the blockchain is now being controlled by what they call individual nodes, right? So it means that there are people around the country, around the world, sorry, around the world that have their own personal computers that have an, at least a terabyte on their personal computers and they are participating in the consensus of the blockchain. So what does that mean as far as industry? Um, you know, I would say supply chain. And supply chain technology is by far leading the way in blockchain technology. They have the most to gain with the blockchain technology because of its traceability, right? To be able to put a, a QR code, you know, to, to be able to put a hash on a particular seed that was planted in a particular field that was plowed at a particular time that, you know, was then put on the truck, you know, or harvest and then put on the truck and that whole process from seed to store to be able to track that on the blockchain is, is huge as far as return on investment, profit and loss. Healthcare. I think healthcare is going to be another booming industry, booming vertical. I don't want to say industry, but booming vertical. Why? Just think of the pain point right now. I'm going going to my doctor's office. I, I went through that today. I'm going to my doctor's office. They didn't have the right information about my account, about my prescription. Then they sent it off to the the pharmacy, it was wrong. And because it was wrong, I got billed wrong on my EOB. I had to call the insurance company. They had to correct the EOB, you know, the explanation of benefits. I had to call back my doctor's office, like all this back and forth. Then I need my, now I need to take my rec medical records that are, I don't know, scanned maybe 10 years ago. And it's sitting on the doctor's server that might not be running so well. Right. Disaster recovery, like that conversation within the doc, how technical or tech, you know, technologically advanced are these doctor's office, but I need those medical records from a, a condition I had 10 years ago sent over to, you know, a world-class medical center. Well, how are they sending that information? And then now that world-class medical center, I went on vacation in Mexico and I had a terrible car accident and I, and that hospital needs to have access to my medical records. How do they communicate with each other? Nearly impossible. Painfully (laughs) impossible. So the idea in practicality, in theory, let me say, sorry, in theory, the idea is that the blockchain technology would allow that, that transfer, the sharing of information in a way that would be instantaneous. You go traveling and you're going to go travel to different, I'm going to Europe. Well, let's not use Europe because they're all using the euro, but say I'm going to travel to different countries that use different currencies. That's a pain point, right? Yeah. Trading out currencies all the time, having to use wire transfers or um, uh, ACHs, right? Um, Or Western Union. They cost money. Um, they cost time. Banks are closed at different times of the year, different times of the day. Like I need money Saturday night. The blockchain would allow that instantaneous trans um, transfer of money from one wallet to another so I can make those transactions happens quickly and traceable traceable 
I mean, that's kind of where we're heading, but it's new. So we've got a bumpy road ahead of us. So as a project manager, what does that mean to me? What what does that do from a career standpoint and project management in these types of situations where companies are potentially adopting or moving into blockchain? It's a learning opportunity for project managers. So, you know, if I'm going to build a learning path for a project manager who wants to get into this technology space, I would say your agile um, training is probably the first step. Like you need to understand how an agile environment works. The majority of this technology is not built on waterfall. Although from a project management standpoint, most of these projects that do have project managers because they'll have product and project managers. So there's two different roles. The project manager is still doing that traditional stakeholder management, schedule management, quality management, risk management, like those we're still tracking. We're still engaging. Um, we are still the air, air traffic controllers of the project. Um, but to understand how the technology works. Right now, today, February 2022, I would say the recruiters I've spoken to before, the questions they're asking regarding project management is not, have you worked on a blockchain project before? But they're asking more personal, like, so, you know, have you had any experience in blockchain technology? So I can sit there and say, yes, actually, I do have a digital wallet on Gemini and I'm trading and I've been trading for the last year or I've minted a couple of NFTs and I've sold a few NFTs. Like, so that allows them to know that, okay, I understand the value of the technology. Um, I'm not a developer. I'm not an IT person, but at least I can talk the language because there is a new nomenclature. There's new, it's like learning a new language. Um, So for project managers to step into this space, our skill set is very transferable. Like we have communication is key, stakeholder management key, but to understand how the technology is impacting the project is that learning opportunity. So where do we where do we start? Like, is there a good company that we look at? Is there a certification? Is there uh, a good YouTube channel that has real information? And it's not something that is like some some guy in his room, which may be just as viable, right? At this point, that guy may be the expert. But how do we how do we start? I'm going to say that um, we are currently right now on the precipice of a huge educational boom within the blockchain. Um, space, meaning that we realize that education is going to be key for full adoption. So um, Udemy, um, LinkedIn Learning, there are, you know, MIT, it depends what your budget is, you know, what you're looking for. For some people, they're not necessarily looking for a certification. If you are, there are, um, I can name a few, but I know, you know, there's just going to be more and more out there. Um, but there is um, the blockchain uh, block, blockchain training alliance is one currently that's out there. 101 blockchains. Um, there is um, certifications being offered from the um, Global Blockchain Initiative. Um, there's a master's program in blockchain that's being offered online through Ziggurat which is a European um, university, online university. But more and more certifications, I know MIT offers a certification. I would say just in the last six months, and it's going to just be explosive, 
more and more higher educations are going to be offering these um, micro certifications in blockchain technology. That is awesome. This is such interesting. It is like where it's a whole new vocabulary for me. Um, it's a it's a whole new whole new world that opens up something that's really interesting because I'm a nerd and I like to learn. Um, what are some of the words that somebody could like Google to find out a little bit more? So your homework is <laughs> so you want it. So to close, kind of close out, let's give people homework. Right. So um, just to stay focused. Right. Because it is can be overwhelming. I use the word rabbit hole because it can very like, you know, I, my husband and my dog feel very neglected because I've been spending so much time on blockchain words to look at cryptography, mining. Um, I would say, you know, look at what you're interested in. For me, data privacy is very important. So I look at smart contracts. I look at um, zero knowledge proof is a data privacy in the blockchain. Um, for um, NFTs, you want to be looking at, again, smart contracts. Um, you're going to start you're going to start um, researching the different platforms. Um, you know, what is MetaMask or OpenSea or uh, Polygon? Like to start understanding who the players are. Are you looking? Um, I mean, that's the biggest thing. Believe it or not, I learned a lot from TikTok. I spent hours and hours on TikTok. It's not just about lip syncing. There's a lot of educational stuff on TikTok. Um but to be very careful because as there's opportunity for both good, there's also opportunity for nefarious, right? Um, so to be able to understand and discern. So I would be very careful about where you spend your money, especially if you're going to start investing in anything um, the, on the platforms. Um, I am jealous of, of people who have anyone in their household under 22. Um, if they're, if they're a gamer, um, I listen to the advice of any 12 year old out there that's on Fortnite. Yeah. Like their word to me, like, I will sit there and just listen to them <laughs> because they, this will become second nature to them. You don't need to explain blockchain to a 12 year old who's gaming. Interesting, isn't it? It is. Because that 12-year-old is going to be the CEO of the company you're going to be spending money on in the next 10 years, for sure. Absolutely. I know. Mind-boggling, isn't it? This it was is. awesome. Thank yeah, you, Anna, is. for letting me share my enthusiasm. Flash <laughs> obsession. This is wonderful. This, Like I said, it's, it's opened up an entire world of new vocabulary, new opportunities, and looking at really what's coming in the future for all of us. So thank you, Nikki, so much for spending time with us this evening. We really appreciate you. Everyone else that joined us, we had our meeting earlier this evening. So that was, uh, we had a wonderful session with the rest of our PMI Metroline membership. And this is our PMI Metroline podcast. Thank you again, Nikki, we appreciate you. Awesome, thank you. Looking forward to working with you again. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope you found a takeaway or two that you can use or maybe share with others. We hope you'll continue to listen to our other episodes and follow us on Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or visit our podcast page on our PMI Metrolina website. That's pmi-metrolina.org. As always, thanks for listening, learning, and sharing. This has been the PMI Metrolina Soundbites Podcast.